Welcome to Nerd Off, a weekly trivia podcast brought to you by Highball Trivia. Two contestants will face off in 10 categories. Each player will wager 10 or 20 points for their opponent on every question. If a player gets the question right, they get the points. If they get it wrong, their opponent gets the points. At the end of regulation, players will each face two final questions, one in each player's specialty. To earn their wager, which can be any or all of the points they've earned so far, players have to get both questions correct. Now here's your host, Andrew Buxbaum. All right, we have another fantastic episode of Nerd Off for you. Well, maybe not fantastic. I found these two down at a couple bars in Florida last week and figured I'd drag them onto the show. Uh, we'll start with our newcomer that hasn't been here before. Joe, why don't you tell us a little about you? Oh, hi. Uh, Joe Dudas. I'm just some dude from New Jersey that likes uh, solar electricity. So that's me. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Not getting a lot of that at nighttime, Joe. That's the flaw with your system. Well, yeah. There's always that. I, I understand the concept <laughs> of storing energy. And, yeah, I'm not a complete idiot. Uh, and Chris, you've been here before a few times. It's like a home away from home for you. How have you been? I'm doing all right, buddy. I'm I'm a little shocked. I'm not going to lie because I just now figured out his first name is Joe. We've been calling him Dudas for a week and a half. Which is totally interchangeable. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's eight letters in between, so don't worry about it. Yeah. But, right. No, I'm doing well. I have my patented uh, beverage with me. I got myself a from the Golden Road Brewery out in California, the Guava Cart, which is a perfect summer beer because it's been 95 degrees here. And I'm tired of it, Drew. I'm tired. Are we drinking? Should I be drinking? Well, when you, you, you can grab a drink if you want, Joe. And this is the part where Joe runs away to grab a drink because he just got really excited. God damn it, now I got to get a drink. I didn't know we were drinking. I was on good behavior. You, you, no Around one has to. I don't know how to podcast that one now, so this is just my shtick. I know, I know. Boozy bracketology, we understand. And the pub trivia experience. You can't have the yes, pub sir. trivia experience without some pub. <laughs> Well, that's see. That's why I, that's why I love you guys because pub trivia experience I listen to religiously, and then with boozy I get to pick and choose which brackets I like. Yes. So it's like it's just a menu for me. I, I go through the back catalog, find stuff I want to listen to, and listen to it. Uh, but trivia I can never get enough of, so I listen to every last thing pub trivia experience. I have so many trivia podcasts on my queue; it's not even funny. Uh, yeah. I think I told you, like I legit when we were in Jacksonville. Um, Saturday morning, like I, I went pretty hard on Friday night. So Saturday morning, I went back to the room at like 11 o'clock to take a nap. And I woke up to text messages from Tim going, dude, are you okay? Where are you? But I woke up hearing Drew's voice in the back of my head because I had nerd off going in the background. It's it's a little disconcerting when you wake up hearing my voice behind you, right? I was a little turgid. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, boy. We're starting off that way. Excellent. Excellent. Um, all right. So we do have a fun game for you. Um, you guys know each other a little, so not super well, but a little, so, you know, you got some kind of idea about each other. Uh, your first category today is going to be in the category of want to play a game. Joe, what do you think Chris knows about games? Hmm, probably like a tremendous amount. So I'm going to give him a 10 because I'm nervous. Yeah. Okay. And Chris, what about for our good buddy Dudas? 
Well, I know we spent last Saturday morning playing games uh, in the lobby of a hotel. I'm going to give him a 10 as well. We did do that, and I did not play, so <laughs> joke's on you, pal. Oh, shit. He observed and drank. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, wait a second, wait a second. Did Brian agree to do this? Yay! Brian looks like he's going to do the podcast at some point. All right. I'm so the funny... confused. What? Brian... Um, from, uh, whatchamacallit, from the, uh, Brian Harris from the, uh, from last weekend. Oh. Brian oh, like, not, I thought you meant he was jumping on, like, right now to play. No, 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 no. <laughs> I had messaged him, like, while we were all, uh, signing in here and being like, hey, by the way, I need to get you on. Um, the funny thing about, the funny thing about him was when I got home, uh, last weekend, I sat down on the couch, turned on Hulu. And I hadn't watched, uh, I had started watching the, the trivia show bullshit at one point. Mm -hmm. I literally, it was apparently in the middle of his episode. Oh. So then when I went to press play on it, the first thing that popped onto my TV was Brian. And I was like, I literally was just in the airport. With <laughs> spending the whole day ago. with him in the airport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm just like, how did you get in my living room? And I was like. That's that's why his voice sounded familiar the first time I ever heard him on a podcast. It's like I had already watched him. <sighs> All right, so we're going to kick this off. Chris, you're going first here. Your question is, in chess, what term is used when a player has no legal moves left, but their king is not in check? Checkmate? I'm sorry, that's a stalemate. If one person has no legal moves left? And their king is not in check. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I didn't think that through. Yeah, no worries. God. No worries. The good thing is there's no real money or any actual value to these points. We're just here to pass the time. Uh, Joe, what is the name of the murder victim in the game Clue? Mr. Body. It is Mr. Body. Do you know how to spell oh, it? Oh, yeah. There we go. Do you know how to spell it? This isn't for points, but... Uh, uh, not the way it's spelled anatomically. Um, no, B O O D I E. No, it's B O D D Y. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a thing. They just threw an extra D in there. Maybe that's what killed him. <laughs> it's already after dark on the first question. Jeez, uh, that's what happens when I spend a weekend with you, gentlemen. Well, I'm going to try and be good and not curse. So, which is a feat, right? So, we're going to try and do this. We're from Jersey. There's there's an expectation that there's at least some cursing. I I bet you. Just I'm going to do my best. All right, no worries. Your second category tonight, gentlemen, is going to be in the subject of music. Chris, what do you think Joe knows about music? I'm going to stick with ten here. I think he knows a pretty good amount. And Joe, what about for our good friend Chris? Mm. Seems to be a mutual respect, so we're going to go double tens here. Yeah. Mm. All right. Joe, this singer who released her 10th studio album in 2022 holds the record for most number one albums by a female artist. Hmm. Hmm. 2022. Ma Say that. Can I get a repeat on that, please? Absolutely, you can. 
This singer, who released her 10th studio album in 2022, holds the record for most number one albums by a female artist. Number one albums by a female artist. Um, geez. See, because like it could be Mariah Carey. It could be Beyonce. It could randomly be Shania Twain. Uh, crap. I have to take a declination here. I'm going to say Beyonce. It is not Beyonce. Uh, these days, when in doubt and looking for records, go with Taylor Swift. Okay, yeah. You know what? I deserve shame on that as a Tay-Tay fan. I deserve shame on that. I do. Yeah. She's only released uh, 10 studio albums, but has 12 number one albums because of the re-releases. Mm, see, that's what threw me off. That's yeah. that's that's the impressive stat right there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. No worries at all. Chris, your question. This singer, noted for her five-octave vocal range, has the most number one singles of any female artist with 19, just one behind the Beatles. So, 19 number ones. When I think of like vocal ranges like that, my head goes to Mariah Carey. I'm trying to think if there's a reason not to go Mariah here. Uh, burned really hot for a little while. It's kind of tapered off since then. Uh, I wonder how many times that stupid Christmas song has gone to number one. I'm going to go Mariah Carey. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to copy Dudas here. It is Mariah Carey. Oh. Yep, she's number two all time on the uh, the number one uh, most number one hits. Mind boggling. I've never been a huge fan, although you know I do love her little Christmas song. No. No, 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 right, no. It gets stuck in one's head. And then you want to jump off a building. Like Nakatomi Towers? Sure, maybe a little taller. <laughs> By the way, uh, speaking of Nakatomi Towers, saw the greatest advent calendar online the other day. The it's... one with him falling? Yes, and you oh, just lower him so one each day? Yes. I want that so badly. But I digress. Gentlemen, your third category is, how about some more games? Um, Chris, seeing as how things went in the game category before, what do you want to wager for Joe? He got the question right last time, so I was right to, to vote for it. I did not know the answer to the clue question, so I'm going to stay with 10. 10, okay. And Joe, what about for Chris? No, yeah, there's no dynamicism here. We're still going 10 because... I, yeah, we're still going 10. All right. All right. No problem. Chris, this time you're getting a question about Clue. In Clue, how many murder weapons are there? Can I have a clue? <laughs> uh, sure. It's more than zero and less than 100. All right. So can I write these down? Yeah, I don't care. I'm, I'm not asking you. I'm wondering if I can actually do it. Oh, okay. Uh, gun, a revolver, a candlestick. There's rope. There's a pipe. 
Does anyone else feel like the pipe was the, like the biggest cop out as far as a game piece ever? It's just like you had a piece of scrap metal and you threw it in the box. I'm trying to figure out how you couldn't tell what killed the guy a rope or a pipe. Like that seems like it'd be a relatively easy thing to look at the body and figure out. Well, that just lets makes you wonder what did the killer do to the body afterwards? Right? You can't tell the cause of death. Okay, so I want to say the murder weapons was the least amount of the three. I think the rooms is the most followed by the people, followed by the amount of murder weapons. So I think there's six players. There's one, two, three, four. I think there's six players on a board. I think there's one on each side and two on the opposite sides there. So I'm going to say there's five murder weapons. There's actually six murder weapons. Okay. I, I, I'm done. I believe I the people and uh, murder weapons are the same number, and then it's just the rooms that are different. Okay. I'll, I'll take my L. That's okay. All right. And uh, Dudas, in Battleship, how many ships does each player have? Oh, <laughs> talk about writing stuff down. Um, almost cursed. Didn't curse. Um, are we not allowed to curse? Drew no, you can curse. It's a, it's a shits, shits I don't beep out. Fs I try to, but I've just been throwing the explicit tag on lately because oh, I'm lazy. There's a carrier. There's a destroyer. He's there's flexing and naming them. I think there's a patrol boat. I think there's a submarine. I don't think there's anything else beyond that. I'm mm, no, I'm gonna go too far with it. I'm gonna say five. I'm go, I'm gonna say five. Well, you sir are gonna say the correct answer. Ha ha ha! I could not remember if there were one or two that had the three pegs in it. The PT I, boat was no, two. The submarine was three pegs. I was I just thinking of like what type of boat, like. Ship is actually the right word because ships yeah. carry boats. I think there's there's yeah. two that have three. I think there's a yeah. The sub has three, and there's another one that has three. Then you get to the the destroyer has three, then a battleship, and then an aircraft carriers four and five. I think. Damn, something I like that. Think I you're right. I haven't played one, long, but you know whatever. I'm just going. I can't even say what I was going to say. Never mind. Support the SAG after strike and don't watch that terrible, terrible movie. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that that was a terrible, terrible movie. So bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a good point of chiming in here. Um, so on my Facebook, I had posted that I was going to air two episodes that I already recorded. I actually decided against that um, in light of the strike. Uh, there was just a, too many questions in those categories. Um especially since one of the, the games was the Royal Rumble. That will be the first episode to come out as soon as, uh, you know, the, the, the strikers get what they rightfully deserve. Um, that will be the first episode that airs. And then an episode that Chris was on will also follow right behind that. I'll probably release both of those as like a, on a same day, the strike is over kind of in celebration. Uh, but in the meantime, we're recording some new content and we're going to steer clear of those kind of categories in solidarity. 
And on that, we are moving all around. Solidarity all around. Yep. Our fourth category is going to be in state license plate mottos. Joe, what do you think Chris knows about his state license plate mottos? He looks like a great American. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, I wish I could give him zero on this. Cause I feel like this is like, I'm stepping into a pit of vipers. So whatever the lowest amount of points I could give him on this is. The same 10 you guys have been giving each other. And Chris, yeah. what about for Joe? I think with the 10s have been boring. I'm going to give 20 just to change things up a bit. Oh boy. We're getting interesting here. This whole tip right. for tap thing isn't working for me. All right. All right. Well, Joe, this state is known as the Centennial State due to joining the Union in 1876. Its current license plate, however, does not have a motto on it. Centennial State was its previous motto. Mm. Crap. So, 1876. So, it's got to be west of Iowa. Um... But not a mountain state. The centennial state, you say? I did say. Um, hmm. Crap. So what is... You know what? Oh, I'm going to go with... Um... I, I I guess I'm going to go with uh, uh, North Dakota on this because I literally don't have anything better. And I don't think that's right. But let's go with North Dakota. I'm sorry. It's not North Dakota. Mm. You steered clear of the mountains, but it's Colorado. Tap the Rockies, motherfucker. Wow. See, I, yeah, did not know that. Did not know that. Great. Great. Uh, yeah. Calculus there, Chris. <laughs> oh no, that was just me tired getting tired of being ten and ten. I just wanted to find. No, game. good. Yeah, this is good game theory. Well, Chris, known for its jagged coastline and heavy wooded interior, this state is known as vacation land. Jagged coastline and heavy heavily wooded interior. Wooded interior. It just sounds dirty, but you know, this state is known as vacation land. Yes, sir. Okay. I know everything in you wants to say Florida is vacation land, but it's not. No, it's definitely not Florida. Um, I mean, I don't think it's California, but like Northern California is really big, big, big trees. There's big trees are up there. Um, So jagged coastline also leads me to Maine. It leads me to Alaska. It leads me to North Carolina. Shit, it leads me to Louisiana. Um, okay, I've done. I've done. Oh, it also leads me like Oregon, for God's sake. Vacation land. I don't think they'd call Alaska vacation land, so I'll mark Alaska off. It's not. I don't think it's California. So I'm down to Maine, North Carolina, and Oregon. I'm gonna regret it, but like even Portland was full of trees. I'm gonna say Oregon. Well, I will say 
You did name the state, but you didn't go with it. It was Maine. Uh, I've been to Maine. I can't imagine ever wanting to go vacation there. Really? I've never been, but I've only heard wonderful things. To be fair, my, my extent of going to Maine was driving from New Hampshire over the bridge to get to Maine. We went to the outlet mall and we left. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Did you drink a beer, though? Did you have a beer? It was pouring down rain, and we had a newborn. So like, we uh, literally we went to the outlet mall. She threw a hissy fit. We got back in the car and went back to New Hampshire. That's fair. Well, that, then were you really there if you didn't have a beer? Well, so that's my thing. I want to drink a beer in all 50 states. I'm up to 31. Maine, unfortunately, is not one of them, which is embarrassing for someone who lives in New Jersey. So, yeah. You should uh, carry a beer with you at all times in case you get kidnapped and carried across state lines. No, you have to buy the beer in state. It doesn't matter if you're in the airport because you're still technically in the state. You just have to be in the state and purchase the beer. It could be a gas station. doesn't matter. It just has to be a purchase in the state. Okay. I like the, uh, I like the dedication there. Uh, so heading into our fifth category... Uh, Chris's 20 points there helped, uh, narrow the margin here. It's 50 to 40 Joe over Chris right now. Our fifth category is going to be in sports. Chris, what do you think Joe knows about sports? Joe knows his sports. I'm going back to 10. And Joe, what about for our buddy, Chris? Oh, you know, I'm going to stay plain vanilla and give him 10. Cause I, I just am afraid of the perceived knowledge or that I'm getting off of him. Or the fact that he's literally sitting there watching a baseball game while we're recording this. Yeah, right. I didn't want to say it, but we're, we yeah. cut the lead to two and we got a runner on. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Chris, the 24th perfect game in MLB history was pitched this season by what New York Yankees pitcher? Yeah, I gave you a Yankees question. I hate the Yankees. I know you do. Who was it? I can name two pitches in the Yankees, and it wasn't either of them. One's in the IL, I think. Um, it's it's someone I've heard the name before, and I'm going to kick myself when you say it, but I don't know. Um, the name Velasquez is coming to mind, so I'm just going to say Velasquez. No, I'm sorry. It's Domingo German. German. Yeah, uh, best of luck to him. He actually just entered inpatient uh, alcohol treatment today. Oh, jeez. Good luck, pal. Come on, buddy. We're rooting for you. Whoa. Chris is rooting for a Yankee, everyone. I'm rooting for if If you need help with something, I root for you to get help. I'm a living, walking testament to to therapy being a very beneficial thing in any way, shape, or form. So if you need help, help. I would agree 100%. All right. Well, Joe. When that perfect game happened, he was the fourth Yankee to pitch a perfect game. Name two of the other three. Oh. Okay. So. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say Jim Abbott and David Cohen. Nope. You whiffed here. Well, you didn't whiff. You got one of the three. Uh, so Larson did it in 56. Well, in 98, and then Cohn did it in 99. Okay. Who was 98? Uh, Wells. Oh, Wells. See, the, that's what I was reaching for, and I I knew it wasn't that. Throw to the park, hung over as hell, threw a perfect game, no big deal. Yeah. 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 At least I got one, though. At least I got one. You did. You did. You did. 
So we we just trade 10 points here. Not a not a big deal. And we're heading into our sixth category, which is man's best friend. Hey, they um, a category about beer. That's awesome. I know, right? Uh, Joe, what do you think Chris knows about dogs? Okay, thank you. Because I was going to say, if this is a, a weed thing, we're having a different conversation. Um, <laughs> I didn't uh, say Joe's best friend. You know, no, let me let me take a chance and mix it up. I, he probably knows a lot about dogs. I'm still going to give him 20 because I, I, I want to play game two. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris, what about for Joe? I'm giving him 20 because I don't know jack crap about dogs. I have two of them. They're rescues and they're mutts. So <laughs> I know to feed them, water them, and walk them. Don't don't water them, but like give them water. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't just <laughs> sprinkle it on them, and don't fertilize them. You don't dump fertilizer on the dog before you water it. They do a pretty good job of rolling and shit themselves. They don't need your help. Can confirm. Yep. All right, Joe. A member of this large breed of working dog commonly used by fishermen in the province they are named for, is said to have helped save Napoleon from drowning during his escape from exile on Elba. Can I get a repeat on that, please? Absolutely. I love nothing more than hearing myself speak, so I'll give you as many repeats as you want. A member of this large breed of working dog, commonly used by fishermen in the province they are named for, is said to have helped save Napoleon from drowning during his escape from exile on Elba. Okay. So, crap. It's, oh, you know what? I was going to say St. Germain, but that's not it, because that sounds French. But the dog breed, I think, would be St. Bernard, because that's the dog in it, like in the old uh, Looney Tunes cartoons. It's got the thing like in the barrel, and it's actually like a shot of whiskey or something. So, yeah, no, I'm going to say it's probably wrong, but I'm going to say St. Bernard. It's actually it's actually in Newfoundland. Uh, I told you it was probably going to be wrong, but it was a good explanation, right? It was a great explanation. Now, Chris, are you ready for yours? <laughs> yes. Since the early 18th century, monks living in what aptly named Snowy Pass between Switzerland and Italy have kept dogs to help on rescue missions. Some of their rescues included Napoleon's soldiers. <laughs> For those who can't see this, because it's done that tonight. This, is, uh, this is an audio format, so no one just saw Joe throw his pen across the room. I'm, I wasn't actually even listening to the question. I was watching Joe's response. Can I get a reread? Yeah, absolutely. You sure you need one? <laughs> I, I've, right. I've, I, I've made mistakes at trivia before. Go ahead. All right. Since the early 18th century, monks living in what aptly named Snowy Pass between Switzerland and Italy have kept dogs to help on rescue missions. Some of their rescues included Napoleon's soldiers. St. Bernard. Yep. It's the St. Bernard Pass. Thank <laughs> you, Joe. Excellent Thanks. answer. Thanks, Joe. Fantastic. I love when that happens, by the way. Uh, nothing nothing tickles me more. Holy hell. So what's the score now? Well, you, he just got 40 points on that one. Yeah. Oh. Cheesy wheezy. So he is now up 90 to 60. But we get we get swings like that. You were up 10 points, and then uh, we just had a swing. So it's the, at this point, it's still very much anyone's game, Joe. Don't get disheartened. Don't get disheartened. Blah. 
can't speak. All right, your next category is going to be in geography. Chris, what do you think Joe knows about geography? Uh, I think he knows a fair amount about geography. I'm going to give him 10. All right. And Joe, what about for our friend Chris? So the the fault here would be to go for 20 and say, let me try and recoup a little bit. But no, 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 I'm not going to fall for it. So if I get eked out, I'm going to get eked out. I'm going to go for 10. 10? All right. So in geography, Chris, speaking of Napoleon, what country can you find the Waterloo? In what country can you find the Waterloo battlefield? Oh, where was Waterloo? That that is literally the question. Yes. Yes is not the correct answer. But but is also not the correct answer. You get one more guess. Yora. But's really nice this time of year. Yora, but. Um Oh my god. Oh, God, the fat drunks all share a hive mind, I swear to God. be hilarious if it was in Sweden. Um, I'm trying to think of where he would have been, like, expanding to when he had that loss. I'm going to say Germany. I, I honestly don't know. I'm going to say you're wrong. It was Belgium. No. Oh. All right. Do this. And finally, having nothing to do with Napoleon, what was the former name of Sri Lanka? Oh, so apparently Sri Lanka had two names. <laughs> um, crap. Uh, I. I, I no, because uh, French Indonesia was Vietnam, I think. So what the hell? I know Kuala Lumpur is a city in Sri Lanka. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No, I died. I don't know that I have a a good answer for this, even. No, crap! I got nothing. I, I I'm gonna go with French Indonesia, but I I don't think it's right because it's not. But yeah, French Indonesia is incorrect. It's uh, Ceylon, C E Y L O N. Oh, Ceylon! I always forget that one. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. You both pick up ten points there. Hmm. Your eighth category today, more sports. See, judging from the two game categories and the two sports categories, it's almost like I started writing two games <laughs> and then got busy during the day and merged them into one game. It's almost <laughs> like that happened. Um, all right. So, uh, Joe, what do you think Chris knows about sports? We've been down this road before. Yeah, and I've been fooled before, um, so I'm going to go back to 10, because I shan't be fooled again. 
And Chris, what about for Joe? I, I think the last one was a misnomer. I'm pretty sure he's a sports guy. I'm giving him 10 as well. Well, that sounds like a plan. That sounds like a mistake because I am not a sports guy, but it's in the books. So, uh, I... <laughs> well, category ten is also sports. Who is actually writing three games? <laughs> in my, I've been calling this the grab bag game from hell. Like we're all over creation right now. We are. <laughs> I have ADD. Okay, and I love you very much, Andrew. But like, good Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Joe, since 2003, only two men that do not have the name Federer, Djokovic, or Nadal have won Wimbledon. Name one of them. Murray. Andy Murray has won it twice. Yep. Was the American the other one? Nope. It was, uh, this past year, uh, Carlos Alcaraz. Ah. Yeah. Because that was a current event, it you know made it a. Slight, and I did. Know, I I wasn't even thinking of him. I was just like, I know uh, an English dude won Wimbledon at some point in the last hundred years. So let's say him. I yeah, did it. Twenty sixteen was his most recent. I think he had one in twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. Also, um, all right. So, Chris. Lionel Messi scored the game winner in his MLS debut for what team? Uh, Miami. Can you be more specific? Oh, it's is it Inter Miami? Is that what they're called? It is Inter Miami. I would have given you credit regardless. I just wanted to make you sweat a little bit. It is it, since you're in Florida and it's a Florida team. I wanted you to you know pull out the whole thing. I, no, I'm not. Really? Me. No one's going to comment that I just said pull out the whole thing? Okay. Low-hanging fruit seems a little below I, me. I don't live in the gutter, bro, so I'm not I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> well, your, uh, your ninth category today, gentlemen, is going to be in science. Science. Thank you. Thank you. Like I, I always say. No, I didn't know we were allowed to do that. We, we're, we're definitely that. First off, Jonathan doesn't own the gimmick. Second off, I pay enough money to Trivial Warfare every month that I can steal the gimmick if I want to. Okay. That's my personal stance. <laughs> that's cool. Straight up steal their game for an episode. I hosted a game that's uh, coming out in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, nice. We're looking forward to that. Yep. Um, actually, I almost retired from this because, in my opinion, it's the best game of anything I've ever hosted. And so I was like, <laughs> well, I've hit my peak. It's all downhill from here. Wow. And George Costanza go out on top. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So Chris, what do we uh what do we think Joe knows about science? Um late in the game, I'm gonna give him twenty here. It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it pays off. All right. Uh Joe, what about for Chris? Yeah, no. Late in the game, we're going twenty. Yeah, we're just doing this. It's a good call. He knows I went to school in Florida and we don't believe in that stuff around here. Well, Chris, how many bones are in the adult human body when I'm not visiting you? One less now that I heard that question. Uh, I've heard this before, but I don't know. It's more than one and less than 300. So... 
Not to give anything away, I will say that is accurate. Um, I don't have a way of logicing there. The The number that's sticking out in my head is 172. So I'm going to say 172. I'm sorry. Swing and a miss. It is 206. That's one of those that gets asked yeah. a million times and no one ever commits it to memory. Yep. And that's a 100% true because I've had that question a few times and I've never committed it to memory. I, I did, but it's okay. I well, guarantee, Drew, you can text me tomorrow and I will not know the answer to that question. <laughs> I might. I might. Um, Joe, how many teeth does an adult human have? And yes, we are including wisdom teeth. He's running the tongue uh, on the roof of his mouth now. No, like, no, that, see, that, that last part, because there's a number there, but like... You know what? I'm just going to say the number I know. It's 36. It right? Like it's 36. It's 32. Yeah, I was going to say 32. Um, no. Okay. Well, at least we got them both wrong. So that's cool. Yep. We're just trading here. So heading into our final category in regulation, okay. it's 130 to 100. Yep. All right. Your final question is going to be a name that tune. I'm going to read you some lyrics. Both songs are in the Rolling Stone top 500 songs of all time. Uh, I will say that both are in the top 200 of all time. I wasn't going to be a complete dick and give you like 4.99 on there. Um, I'm going to read you some lyrics. You're going to tell me the song. Joe, what do you think Chris knows about music? The same thing I think Chris knows about everything, which is a tremendous amount. So I'm still going to give him a 20, though, because like, let's play the game. Yeah. All right. And Chris, what about for Joe? Uh, you know what? No guts, no glory here. If I go 10, it kind of swings the wrong way. We could end up in a tie. But that's just not fun. Uh, I don't know what he knows about music. I can tell he never listens to my show because I hilariously don't know music at all. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and say 20 and probably just regret that for the next 10 minutes. Dude, no, it's fine. We're, we're I think we're on equal footing. Let's let's play the Yeah, this is good. It's time to play the game. All right, we got some 20s on the field here. Whoop, whoop. Are you excited, guys? Let's go. Oh, yeah. Excited to see where this goes. All right, Joe. I feel like this is the beginning. Though I've loved you for a million years. And if I thought our love was ending, I'd find myself drowning in my own tears. (laughs) I'm glad we're on the same page here, Joe. I was really hoping for like more, but you just stopped. Like he not only picked a song from the top five hundred, he went to the very last verse that no one knows. I mean, good God! Like, whoo! You know what? Question ten, boys. I don't. I don't even want to ask you to read it again because I'm not going to get it. Uh, I'm going to say, "Paper Cut" by Lincoln Park. Phenomenal song, though. Yeah, right? That whole album is amazing. Dude, really? Well, Joe, I'm sorry. 
Yeah. It was You Are the Sunshine of My Life by Stevie Wonder. Sure it is. That's right. That's totally what it is. It, it 100% is what it is. You know how I know? Because you're the one who wrote the f***ing question. <laughs> That's two F-bombs you got to catch now. No, I know. I, I'm well I still one was, haven't cursed. One was an MF and one was an F, yep. Yeah, I'm probably just going to throw the explicit tag on. Let's be real. <laughs> um, all right, Chris, for you. And honey, I know you'll be there to relieve me. The love you give to me will free me. And if you don't know the thing you're dealing, oh, I can tell you. I have no earthly idea. Yeah, this screams late 70s to 80s. Uh, who was a big singles or I guess didn't have to be a singles artist, but who would have been a big artist back then? You need the artist of the song. You need the song, right? I need the song. <sighs> like a Virgin. I'm sorry. It's not like a virgin. It was sexual healing. Okay. You know, good on you, Chris. At least you tried to like logic at logic it out a little bit. Like I heard the lyrics and I was just like, nope, I'm done. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Judas gives up. <laughs> All right. Well, heading into our final, Chris, you have a score of 150. Joe, you have a score of 120. Um, so Joe, just to remind you of the way the final works, um, I'm going to give you both the category that you, you guys have selected. You each answer a question in both categories. You have to get both correct. Um, Chris's category was bourbon companies. And then, uh, Joe's category was Nintendo 64 games. So go ahead and message me some wagers. Is 150 to 120? It is 150 to 120. Go, 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 go. Run, baby, run. All right. Got the lead. There you go, boys. Yes, you do have the lead. All the way. We're down 5-2. We're up 6-5. All right. I have your wagers locked in, gentlemen. We're going to start in bourbon. Uh, Joe. One of the most commonly sold bourbons in the U.S., Jim Beam, is actually owned by this Japanese whiskey company that fans of Bill Murray may be familiar with. Oh, crap. Okay. So, I, man, I think it starts with a Y, but like there are, I don't know how many words there are in the Japanese language, but I would think that 10% <laughs> of them start with why no you got to think about words and because american has like five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand words in the language um but like crap uh mm, 
it's like and I and I don't have anything in my liquor cabinet to supplement me, so I can't even cheat. Um it, it it's like a like a yo saka. It's not, but it's something like that. Yeah. All right, so you're locking in Yosaka or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Chris, the invention of bourbon is often, likely erroneously, attributed to this American Baptist preacher whose namesake bourbon is produced by Heaven Hill Distillery. I've been to Heaven Hill, too. Well, what bourbon do they produce? This is a big boy question. This is a, this this is a big boy question. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's be clear. Uh, American whiskey itself, I believe, kind of traces its roots back to a gentleman by the name of Uncle... Uncle, Uncle Nearest. I was going to Uncle Harvest. Uncle Nearest. Uh... If you haven't heard the story of him, just go look it up. It's fascinating. But um, so this is for Heaven Hill. I'm trying to name bourbons that have someone's name on it and see if I can tie them back to Heaven Hill in one way or another. Because I've been to, we went there for my, Mike Mott's 40th birthday. We did a bourbon tastings all over Kentucky. Ooh. Heaven Hill was honestly like my least favorite that we did. <laughs> If only it had stood out better. Elmer T. Lee's name is coming to mind, but I don't think that's them. I.W. Harper is Stitzel Weller, so it's not them. It's not going to be anything. Not going to be Stag. Not going to be anything from Buffalo Trace. So regular Weller, Stag, Handy, Sad, all that stuff's out. And this is why you got the big boy question here, because I know your bourbon knowledge. Yeah, real talk. I'm very impressed, sir. I can't see my bar from here. (laughs) Mother of God. They talked about this at the tour. In which you were probably drinking bourbon. Well, it's not my fault at the first. Oh, hold on. Nope. That's no uh, one at the first distillery we went to. A buddy, one of our buddies, got it back on the bus and he had bought himself a bottle of 1792. So by the time we got to Heaven Hill, three of us had killed that bottle of 1792. So by Heaven Hill, we were toasty. Drew does not like it when I just sit here and talk extemporaneously, but this is how my mind works. I'll do it. Uh, better than dead air. Let me let me replace Drew with my wife. My wife doesn't like when I sit here and talk extemporaneously, but this is how my mind works. I just try and use this to jog something. Not that, not that. The hell is my can't get my head out of freaking uh Buffalo Trace products. That's wild turkey. Not gonna be anything wild turkey. So Baker's is out. There's old Ezra. Who makes that? You name the bourbon or the name of the person. They are one and the same. <laughs> well, you, you did just give me a hint there because that means it's not old Ezra. 
I gave that to you in the question. Oh, then I was not paying attention. I said it was his namesake bourbon. Okay, that helps. Um, I'm just going to go Elmer T. Lee. I don't know. It's pissing me off, but Elmer T. Lee is my guess. Okay, Elmer T. Lee. Okay, now we're going to head into N64 games. Uh, these are a little easier because I know you were both bourbon guys, so I uh, made the bourbon. I stepped the bourbon ones up a little notch there. Um, all right. So, Chris, in what spinoff game of a major Nintendo franchise does the player take pictures of title creatures in their natural habitat? I know in Pokemon, they want you to take pictures of the Pokemon in their natural habitat, but I don't think that's what this is asking. <sighs> Nintendo franchise leads me back to the Mario Brothers franchise. It's not Mario Kart, not going to be Super Smash Brothers. Is this, is this, no, let me get a reread one more time, please. I think I'm yeah. missing something. In what spin-off game of a major Nintendo franchise does the player take pictures of title creatures in their natural habitat? I so just we're looking for the spin-off game, not the original franchise. Yeah. I honestly don't know. I, I didn't play that much in 64, sadly. Um and their natural habitat, that leads me to think that it's, I can't think of a Mario game that would fit that. I never played Paper Mario, though. I don't know what Paper Mario was about. Maybe it's about him as a young photojournalist finding Koopas in the wild. Um, <laughs> I'd watch that movie. Only if it was done by A24. <laughs> they're the ones that already crossed the picket line and agreed to all their terms that's the the studio that can actually produce movies now i'm gonna shut up and stop being a nerd on several different fronts and just say i don't know the damn answer um the close thing i'm gonna be able to get to is pokemon but you're looking for the the game itself i don't know so i'm just gonna stick with paper mario and say maybe he's taking pictures of wild yoshis paper mario okay joe in Pokemon Stadium, there was a mini game that involved what Gen 1 Pokemon in a game of Ring Toss? And can I just say, your N64 questions have been spectacular. Um, crap. Okay. So let's dig this through. It's Gen 1. It's got to be. Like my childhood with these questions. Yeah, it, it's got to be a psionic type. So it could be an abracadabra, an abracadabra. It could be Mewtwo. It could be Mew. Now let's think about cuteness factor for a second. Um, the the cadabras are not very photogenic. Mewtwo is, you know, swole. But no, if it's Gen 1... Yeah. And it's ring toss and it's a side game. So it would be a non-normal character, which 
technically fits into the Gen 1 archetype. Like, there was a cheat code for Mew in uh, the original Pokemon Red and Blue. Super nerd here, right? But it's a nerd off, so I have to show my flex, even if I get it wrong. Um, I'm going to say Mew. I Yeah, I'm going to say Mew. All right, so you're locking with Mew. Let's go over some answers. Uh, one of the most commonly sold bourbons in the U.S., Jim Beam, is actually owned by... Suntory. 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 Yeah. That's the it's other. Suntory or Hibiki. I wasn't sure which one it was. Um, and the invention of bourbon is often erroneously attributed to Elijah Craig. You see. Okay. Elijah Craig. I have that so bottle downstairs, too. I'm sure you do. If I was downstairs recording, I, I still wouldn't have gotten the right answer. But, you know, <laughs> I'd be kicking myself more. Well, in Nintendo 64 games, the you had the right franchise there, Chris. It was you Pokemon. did great, Chris. You did fantastic. Let me tell you. It, it was Pokemon Snap. Was yeah, the, dude, uh, you did awesome. Once, once the next question, well, I yeah, Pokemon makes the most sense. I didn't know. Can I take a guess on his, on his yeah. final one? Like, if you're doing ring toss, wouldn't it make sense for it to be like a Doug Trio, where it's got like the three different heads and different sizes? But then you're throwing the rings on the Doug Trio. You know what? It's probably that, but I don't like that. I feel like that's exploiting. Well, it's, that's it's the only one I know that. that it's neither like that nor Mew. In this case, the character was the rings. It was Ekans. Oh, the snake? He that's like a... Balled up into a, a ring and you threw it's a like snake? like a weird Aurora Boros type of situation, though. Yep. That's weird. Yep. Ooh. Well, you know what though, I, I I accept that for what it is. Yeah, I love a good game, Drew. Act. Well, this was a great, you... weird, random grab bag of bullshit. I cursed. You, Damn it! You, that fine. Whole game without cursing. You, you <laughs> both missed both final questions. No one is getting their wagers here. Uh, it was a score of one fifty to one twenty. Chris, why don't you tell us first what you wagered? You were in the lead going into this. Uh, yes, I wagered, I believe, 91. I do believe you wagered 91. And that leaves you with a final score of 59. Should have so wagered now, 81. Well, now we need to find out what Joe wagered. Joe, you had 120. Uh, he's at 59, so... Did you wager more than 61 points? I just, I I didn't want to have zero. So I wagered 119 because I did not want to have zero. And I knew I would if I gave myself the opportunity, which I didn't want to. So so you finish with a score of one, meaning yeah, Chris eeks out the win here, 59 to oh. one. Great game. Holy crap, dude. Good game, dude. It's good awesome. game. Dude, man, that was a fantastic we played game yeah that was awesome man i'm so glad we got to play that yeah when it was so because i knew your wagers going into it as soon as as soon as joe got his first question wrong i'm just sitting here going chris you don't need to think that hard chris you've won the game stop thinking so hard uh -oh. <laughs> but no it was fun watching you think yeah it was, it was still i i had a great time i really that was a good game drew as always my friend well, on our way out here, uh, do either of you gentlemen have anything to promote? Joe, we'll go with you first because you're the loser. Anything you'd like to promote? Anything you'd like to say? Um, 
floor is yours, my friend. Yeah. Okay. So he will hear this. So I want to promote the McLaughlin family in uh, Pittsburgh because they just moved there and um, wish them well and good tidings in their new city because they actually live in a major American city now and not some podunk uh, New Jersey town. But um, no, yeah, I, I hope everybody's doing well and, and good tidings and solidarity and all that fun stuff. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I'm a little I'm a little sad that Paul has left our great state. Uh, I know, yeah, yeah. And Jersey keeps Chris, getting better and better. Chris, I don't think you have anything that you promote at all ever, do you? Uh, no, I actually just want to... This isn't necessarily the right avenue for it, but it's been weighing on my head for the last couple of weeks. But I have a, a, a dear friend of mine who recently got diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer and it's a stage four. Um, and we did a, we did a fundraiser for her. We raised $15,000 in support of her, but she's an amazing woman, a single mom works her butt off. And I've got a visitor now. No, that's okay. Uh, that's all I got you. Just, uh, if you could keep her in your prayers, she's an amazing woman. She doesn't deserve this, uh, but she's strong as hell and she's a fighter. So, Liana, we are thinking about you, praying for you, and I love you. It's rare that we have such like moving outro messages. I don't, I, you know, listen, I, I fully support that. Uh, you know, if you, if you have the ability, everyone, everyone has been touched by some form of cancer or another, um, whether it's friends or family. If you, if you have the ability to donate to any kind of research in any capacity, um, definitely do because there's there's not a single person listening that hasn't hasn't been touched in some way um and that was another fantastic episode of nerd off gentlemen i'll you know have you both back on in the future um but yeah thank you for joining me we'll talk yeah peace out that's it for this episode of nerd off tune in next week same nerd time same nerd channel